Hello, and welcome to Reentry Inspirations. My name is Tay. I will be your host for this podcast. This is my first podcast ever, and I'm sure you're wondering why I chose to do a podcast. Although it is the up-and-coming thing nowadays, which I notice everybody listens to podcasts or books on tape, and the reason I chose to do a podcast is because I am a motivational, inspirational speaker by nature. About seven-ish years ago, I spoke in 11 prisons across the state of Pennsylvania. I had statewide clearance. They invited me in, and the reason I chose that, not just because I felt I was called, but because I wanted to be that living proof that you can go to prison, come out, and succeed, and make something of yourself. So yes, I myself have been incarcerated. I was incarcerated for 10 and a half years from age 19 to 30. I was released in 2002. I walked a nine and a half year tail. I maxed out in 2012 and I've been completely off of paper and everything else for the last 10 years. When I initially began speaking, it was shortly after I came off of and I know when I was incarcerated, the only thing that I had ever seen was the people leaving, violating their parole, and returning. Or leaving, getting a new charge, and returning. There was one person I saw come and go probably seven to ten times in my ten and a half years. And I struggled to get out once. Even though my minimum was seven and a half years, I ended up doing ten and a half due to the board hitting me because I am a violent offender. So when I entered the prisons to speak, I didn't just want to be that walking, talking, living proof that you can do time, leave, and make something of yourself. But I also wanted to be a voice, which is what I'm doing now. All too often, people who've been incarcerated are viewed as what some deem third-class citizens. And by third-class citizens, what I'm talking about is you have no rights. You don't have the right to have equal opportunities. You don't have the right for opportunities for work, for housing. Some places, you're not even allowed to vote if you, have a, if you are a convicted felon. So by doing a podcast... Some might deem that I have skin in the game because this is very personal, very up and close and something that I am very passionate about because I believe that those who have been incarcerated are not treated fairly, whether they're on parole, probation, federal, state, county, even if they're off and they've maxed out from their sentence, they're still paying a price. I've always told people that we might have to do, like for me, 10 and a half years in person. And I had a nine and a half year tail, so my sentence was seven and a half to 20. However, I'm doing life emotionally. Because even today, 30 years later, I still struggle with getting housing. I struggle with getting gainful employment. I have been blessed. Um, I've had the opportunity and given the opportunity to work with 
DUI. I've worked with probation. I have worked with drug court. I've even worked with uh, federal pre and post clients in treatment. So my goal to work with people who've been incarcerated has not been thwarted by the system. I've been lucky to work with agencies that work with that clientele. And so you know, I am a drug and alcohol therapist, which allows me to work with people who've been incarcerated to help them to share my knowledge, my experience, my strength, and my hope of how I've managed to make it to do that inspiration, motivation on an individual level. However, my goal is to stand in front of thousands of people. I want to help educate. I want people to know that they can do it. I want to be that inspiration to see people succeed and to see them achieve their goals, whatever they may be. Part of the reason why I do podcasts and why I've done the things and I've succeeded is because when I first came out of jail, I was always told I couldn't. Even when I was in jail, it's like, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that. Oh, you're not able to do that because you're a felon. And I heard it over and over and over until I really believed what they were saying. I didn't think that I would ever be able to obtain good employment and education. I didn't think that I could ever succeed or live out what I deemed to be my dream. So how I got to where I'm at today is when people told me I can't, I'd be like, oh, really? Okay, sure. And I went ahead and did it. They told me I wouldn't achieve my dreams, that I wouldn't ever be anything that I wouldn't ever be able to work with people. I wouldn't ever speak in jails. And I took that and used that as motivation and fueled my fire and my passion. So what I did was I proceeded to write every prison, uh, Deputy Schmiel, until they finally said yes. And I got into one, which led to multiple others. So after being a union electrician, I opted to leave that field and go into drug and alcohol. I started out as a secretary working for a residential facility. I went from there to being a CRS for residential facilities. And then I got hired to as an inter intervention specialist and I worked with DUI, drug court, and I worked with for the probation office doing assessments. And from there, people were still telling me that I couldn't do anything, although my bachelor's was in psychology slash counseling. I was told I would never have a degree in criminology, so I proceeded to apply, and I got accepted, and I now have a master's in criminology. Most don't understand why I would want the master's in criminology. Part of it was I did it because I was told I couldn't, but the other part was it plays well with my psychology degree and it gives me another point of view and it lets me know the book side of things and the educational side of things versus just basing everything on my personal experience. So you may want to know what my podcasts are going to entail. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the rights, uh, what it's like to come out, what we struggle with, coping skills triggers. I'm going to be talking about the recidivism rate and 
the one thing that I'm probably going to talk about sooner rather than later is a current political climate, which is a whole other podcast because I have my own point of view on how every time people want to get elected within our state, the first thing and the thing that they hound on the most is the release of people who've been incarcerated. And this is something that really burns my butt because they're so busy trying to make us cookie cutter and believing that we are like the next person that they don't want to see us as individuals. Especially if you're a violent offender or a sex offender. They automatically believe that we're all the same and because, for example, Mudman got released on parole, went out, and he shot a trooper within the first three weeks and then came back to jail, they believe that all violent offenders are going to follow what he did. So it's very hard for violent offenders to get out of jail. It's very hard for violent offenders to actually obtain employment because the current state laws, they state that we're not allowed to work with anybody that is unable to defend themselves. We're not allowed to work with kids. We're not allowed to work with people who have a physical disability, emotional disability. We're not allowed to work with the elderly. And my question to that, when people tell me that, is always, then why the hell did you let me out of jail? If I'm such a risk to society and those around me, why was I released? And my other question is, if that's the case, if we always repeat our behavior, then explain to me why I have not committed a crime since 1992. Yet 30 years later, when I apply for employment, I automatically expect them to just tell me no just because I have to tell them that I've been incarcerated in 1992 and I am a violent offender. My charges are aggravated assault and robbery. And that right there will often cause the employer to just say, oh, no, sorry, can't work with you because you're a violent offender. After being a CRS, I remember I applied for a position with an agency after I got my bachelor's in psychology. And they originally wanted people who've been incarcerated because that was the program they ran. They wanted people who understood forensics and what it was like to be incarcerated and the struggles we went through because that's what they did. However, HR did not want to hire me because I was a violent offender and where I would be working, there were children in therapy on that floor. And the one stipulation for me to obtain employment with this agency was that I had to be supervised at all times. I could not be left alone on the floor by myself because I was a violent offender. And my response at first was like, okay, well, sure. I mean, no big deal, right? But then the more I thought about it, I'm thinking I am on the floor with children. I'm not working with children. And in my head, I'm thinking, so I'm just going to walk up and slap a child? Is that what y'all are thinking? But they told me that they had to, quote unquote, protect the children, which didn't make any sense to me because I wasn't working with the children. They just happened to be in the same building and the same floor that I was. It's things like this that really irk me because they took it to the fullest extent. So as a violent offender, I get it. And after that, 
I was able to work with people as an engagement care manager and eventually a therapist, which was me working one-on-one with clients. And some of them were as young as 18, 19, and 20. But the other stipulation was that my master's was in criminology and not mental health, which, by the way, I did try to go through two different mental health programs for to be a therapist and to get my master's there. However, we didn't see eye to eye because they were so busy trying to change me and make me into someone I wasn't that I had no desire because I am 50 years old and I'm not harming anybody. I have a slight edge to me. And a lot of that I like and I'm going to keep because that is who I have become thanks to both past, before prison, and after prison. I think I may have gotten off topic a little bit. Oh, well. Um, Anyway, this is what my podcast is about. This is what I'm going to be talking about and I'll probably talk a lot about because this is my platform. This is my way of getting my voice out there. And I'm hoping that at some point, either someone hears me, they want to talk to me, they want to interview me, they want me to speak for them because that's what I want to do. Those who have been incarcerated or are incarcerated need a voice. And we all know that they're not going to invite me to the table when they're talking about changing laws and what is best for those who have been incarcerated. And I always laugh when they say that because my response is and always will be, how do you know what someone needs? Everybody's needs are different. Not everybody who's incarcerated dealt with the same things, felt the same things, had the same hurdles to overcome, whether in prison or when they left. We are all people. We are all individuals. And that is how I view this. So I am hoping among hopes that this will be heard by somebody somewhere who wants to talk to me and they want to help me promote this change because things need to change when it comes to people who have been incarcerated. We do have rights. We have the right to vote. We have the right to be people. But most of all, we have the right to be treated with respect and dignity among everything else. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. It's no different to me because we all deserve to be treated with respect and dignity, regardless of past and or present. I will hopefully be getting a podcast out bi-weekly. That is my goal. I'm, if you can leave comments, please feel free to do so. Um, you can also email me at tmartinmotivation at gmail.com if you have something you want to reach out to me for whether it's something you want me to talk about you want to share a story because this is the platform that I want to use this is where you have the right to speak your mind Uh, good, bad, negative I don't care if you want to tell me I'm wrong tell me I'm wrong Um, you want to vent vent Uh, you want to tell me that my podcast is horrible you want to tell me it's great Whatever you opt to tell me, I am here, I will listen, and I will take all feedback because I'm all about growing and changing both professionally and personally. Again, my email is tmartinmotivation at gmail.com. So until the next time, 
I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I want to leave you with uh, this little thought. Always remember that your past does not define who you are or what you can achieve. Thank you for listening.